It's time for Bring It Outdoors on B93.3. Brought to you by The Power Lodge, SCR Northern, Zealand Meats, Tracker Boating Center, Vimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Liveax Marine in Isle, SW Bait and Tackle, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Freedom Firearms, Newman Construction, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, Your Ice Castle Dealer in Pine River, Crow Wing Recycling, Canvas Tech, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, SPR Motorsports and Marine, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Now, here's your host for Brainerd Outdoors, Brian Moon. And welcome into this week's show. We've got a lot to cover. Warmer temps mean warmer water temps. Fishing has picked up. We'll talk walleyes. We'll talk crappies. We'll talk bass. We'll talk muskies. Lots of little hunting. It's food plot season. Fred Beimer, Beimer Outdoors Archery Pro Shop will drop by. And another great recipe from Chef Joel from Black Bear Lodge and Saloon. All that and more on this week's edition of Brainerd Outdoors. And we'll kick off the show with our Lake and Field segment brought to you by Oars and Mine in Crosby. Proud to offer Flow Dock Systems, the most durable in the industry. They offer new dock and lift installations so they can get you out on the water sooner. Oars and Mine, located on Highway 6 in Crosby. And we'll kick the show off. Pleased to be uh, welcome back uh, Ray Gildow with the Nisswa Guides League. Back to uh, Brainerd Outdoors. Ray is going to cover the immediate Brainerd Lakes area here through the rest of the summer, as well as Winnie. Uh, Ray, welcome back. Thank you. Brian, it's good to hear your voice again. Uh, what a great week we've had this week. Um, Saturday is going to have a little front coming through here, I guess, as we're talking. But <clears throat> Sunday looks really good, and next week looks wonderful. Uh, this is what we've waited all winter for this kind of year. No doubt. Finally, some stable weather, and, and it looks like, you know, we're going to have some, you know, it was, it's, like you said, weather-wise, it's going to be just perfect for being out on the lake. Let's start up on Winnie uh, up there, and then we'll make our way back to the immediate Brainerd Lakes here, uh, Ray. What are you hearing up there? Yeah, I talked to uh, Kim Leonhardt, uh, who's, uh, Kim and Rick own the High Banks Resort. And uh, we've worked with them now through Brainerd Outdoors the last couple of years. And so they do a great job of kind of keeping us up to date on what's happening up on Winnie. And the, the bite for walleyes has been excellent. And the water temperature is still cool, 54, 55 degrees going into this weekend. Uh, so I, although a couple of days of this 80s is going to pop that up a little bit now, I'm sure. But uh, <clears throat> it's been a very, very good bite. A 14 feet and under, 14 to, well, I should say 14 to 17 feet. And for the most part, they've been using spot tail shiners, working the shore breaks yet. So if you were to go down to the south end or if you go over on the east end, you start working out into that water where it starts dropping off into 14 to 17 feet of water. That's where the best action has been. <clears throat> and they've also started picking up uh, walleyes on leeches now. Uh, not crawlers yet. It's probably a little bit cold for crawlers, but uh, the spot tail, I think the pot spot tail bite is starting to taper off a little bit. The leech bite, uh, they've been using slip bobbers and leeches, and, the, and people have been doing very well. So for the week overall, it's been just absolutely a very good week of fishing up there. Uh, it's kind of interesting because we've had a lot of high sun, a lot of stable weather, but it's been really good. And it's that time of the year when, you know, the water's warming up and those fish are getting more active. And by the way, this week, this past week, um, the walleye fishing legally stopped on Mille Lacs. So we do see an influx now of more people going from Mille Lacs up to Winnie where they can keep fish. And uh, I think most of the people now that are fishing on Mille Lacs are going after those bass. 
But uh, so overall, up in Winnie, very, very good report. Jumping back down to the Brainerd area, I, th- I think it's fair to say the crappie spawn is over. Most of those crappies have moved out of the shallows. They're moving into the deeper water. Um, I keep in touch with a lot of my fellow guides, and that's kind of what we're all seeing is that the, the, the crappies have slipped off into the deeper water. The bass are in shallow. It's been just really, really good. This week has been really, really good. And I've got a couple buddies who have been fishing small lakes, and I think your best bet for bass are probably on those small lakes. It's shallower. The water's warming up. The water temperature's in the 60s in that brand area here going into the weekend, and uh, that's really been turning those bass on. In fact, a lot of the bass have been being caught in under three feet of water. They're right up on the banks. So if you really want to get some good bass action now, uh, I'd probably stay off the bigger lakes right now, you know, the gulls and the north logs, unless you're going into the bays where they're warming up. <clears throat> but if you want to get into some good bass action, jump into some of those smaller bass lakes where the water temperature is warming up. The bass have not spawned. They're starting to stage. They're getting into that shallow water now, but they have not spawned yet. So they're getting ready, and I think this is going to be, if the weather holds out the way it is, could be a very good year for uh, spawning bass. Because as you know, some years uh, when the water's really cold, the bass actually uh, absorb their eggs and don't even spawn some years. So this looks like it could be uh, perfect conditions for a really good uh, bass bite. Talking about walleyes a little bit, I know the Teen Challenge was on Gall Lake this past weekend, and <clears throat> Al Linder did it again. Al and his teammate uh, took first place in the walleye division again. And uh, I think um, there, there are walleyes biting on, on Gall, and I think there's, it's fair to say there's some walleyes biting on uh, North Long, too, but they're not jumping in the boat. And one of the things that we're finding out as the zebra mussels have cleaned up our waters, it's getting more and more important to fish away from the boat. And I don't know how Al did with uh, his walleyes in the tournament, but I do believe that Al is just about done with live baits. I think he's using strictly artificial baits. And I know in this Teen Challenge tournaments, a lot of those guys are fishing pretty shallow, uh, 14 and under for walleyes. I do have one friend who went uh, on one of our area lakes and got a limit of walleyes with customers in 20 feet. So don't be afraid to start looking down a little bit deeper too. Uh, <clears throat> they were pulling lindy rigs and red-tailed chubs and did very well and they were beautiful fish, 15 to 17, 18 inch fish. And uh, so that's very good too. So I think uh, things are turning on. The uh, temperatures are warming up in the lakes and stable weather coming up again next week should make it so it looks like it could be a really, really good la- uh, good week for fishing. That is Ray Gildow with the Nisswa Guides League. Ray, as we said, he's going to keep us updated here locally throughout the summer as well as on uh, Lake Winnie as well. Ray, I appreciate it. Great to have you back, and uh, we will talk to you here next week, okay? Thanks a lot, Brian. Appreciate it. All right, let's head out to Mille Lacs, get the report out there with Steve Saponiak with Predator Guide Service. Steve is out, wouldn't you believe, musky fishing, <laughs> guiding out there. And uh, we talked last weekend, Steve, musky opener has always been pretty good for you here, at least the last five, six years. Uh, this past week, what can you tell us? You know, it, it, again, it was fantastic. I have no complaints. Uh, on the Unlike last year, this year we're having more fish lost, but at least we're getting opportunities. It is good. The water temperature has moved up. A lot of the muskies did not spawn already. You know, they're still going right now. We're finding more and more active fish, which means they're done spawning. We've seen a lot of muskies in uh, 50, 51 inches in the shallows fighting with each other over spawning areas, you know, opening day. 
we had some really good luck opening day, and we saw the new state record in four feet of water. Brian, this fish was all of 57, 58 inches long, a good foot across the back, and anywhere from, I'd say, 14 to maybe 18 inches from back to belly. Just a true giant, just a giant, well over 54 pounds, which is the record. And we're seeing a lot of big fish. We've seen 40-some 50, as of today, we had 9 or 10 going today. We had one lost. We've seen close to 50-some muskies, probably 53, and only 5 or 6 of them were under 50 inches. So that's good quality fish anywhere in the United States. So you're seeing fish, just a little tricky getting them boated. Yeah, you know, like today, we had a nice-sized muskie in the mid-40-inch range, smash my smash my guy's lure I had today, him and his son, and right up both sides, he couldn't get hooks into it, you know, but... We're having our chances just about every day. We're having our shots at Bodie Muskies. So it's been fun. It's been a great time. You know, we're having real good luck with the Phantom Lure. It's a glide bait. That's been very, very successful. I've been throwing uh, the Fideli Muskie Candy in the orange pattern. We've been doing pretty good with that. Uh, throwing some spinner baits like the Gold Grim Reaper has been doing real well, and so is the Rad Dog. So that's been going well. Uh, we try doing some jerk baits like with a suic and stuff like that, and nothing is moving on it yet. It's more of a slow presentation, not a fast presentation. We're finding the muskies in anywhere from four to nine feet of water, and anywhere you can find live cabbage weed or dead uh, cattails with you know on top of sand, you're going to have musky nirvana. They're all over the place when you got that mixture going. So yeah, it's been fun. What do you see happening here in the next week or so, Steve? Because our water temps are going to jump here pretty rapidly. They did. They spiked up four degrees in one day for us, but it went back down again. I am going to be predicting the pattern's going to stay the same in the shallow water. They're going to move maybe from that two-foot to five-foot range they're in. We're going to see them now in the four- to nine-foot range. They're going to still be in those bays recuperating, feeding heavily on all the forage. They're not going to make their main move to a lot of the main basin for another two weeks, I predict, for sure. And then they're going to make the move quick. So enjoy muskie fishing right now while it's pretty darn good and they're concentrated. Imagine you're seeing a few bass boats out there, huh? All over the place, Brian. I picked up a five-and-a-half-pound smallmouth bass yesterday, 20-and-a-half inches on a phantom lure, musky lure, six inches long. That son of a gun hit like a muskie. He didn't know what I had at first. I see bass fishermen all over the place. When I work the shallows, I see smallmouth all over. We've seen a smallie three days ago. It had to be at least 23 inches. We're talking just about state record quality, and it's all here at Mille Lacs Lake. I mean, everything is behind schedule. We're talking, you and I talk all the time about crappies. The crappies started going a good week and a half, um, week and a half ago. We're at least two to three weeks behind schedule. A lot of the smaller lakes around Mille Lacs area that I like to pan fish whenever I can, the weeds haven't begun. The uh, lily pads aren't up yet. It's incredible how far behind things are. But it's picking up quick. Like you notice, the heat's coming on strong. These fish are going to drop their eggs, and they're going to be back to the normal pattern coming up. And then walleyes, obviously, we're now into catch and release only out on Mille Lacs. I don't think that's really stopping anglers, uh, Steve. I think people just like to get out there and catch some of those were just incredibly large walleyes out on Mille Lacs, and I would imagine you're seeing a lot of those anglers too, huh? Oh, definitely, definitely. When I'm hopping across, you know, from one area, musky fishing to the other, I'm checking my walleye spots if I'm close enough, and they're stacked up like cordwood. Everybody knows, you know, you don't have to go to Canada to catch that trophy of a lifetime and release it anyway. You can do it on the Lax Lake right now. A lot of the action has been anywhere from 18 to 26 feet of water. The mud flats are picking up really well, just as much as the sand is doing really well, the sand flats. Lindy rigs are the good lure of choice right now. Jumbo leech, if you can find them, tough to find. 
uh, Red Gama got a hook in number four, number six. Brian, with at least a six-foot snell, I, uh, this time of year, I'm already into eight to ten foot when I'm walleye fishing. Uh, touch bottom and lift up, but it is just a heyday out there for walleye fishermen. Enjoy it while you can. If people want to be a little lazy, though, and, and like me, <laughs> and bobber fish, bobber. Does, does that still work? I love bobber fishing, yes. <laughs> Lighted bobbers is a blast. I mean, I know some guys don't can't stand bobber fishing for walleyes, but you know what? It's one of the most fun ways to catch a walleye. It's a great way to get a kid started in it also. Are you better off with minnows or leeches with a, with a bobber out there? I myself, I prefer a leech underneath a little lead head jig, you know, but I have seen a lot of guys soaking minnows with uh, underneath a bobber and having good luck too. You know, it's just a matter of uh, what you got. To be honest with you, if I was to be guiding, I wouldn't go out with nothing but leeches and a selection of minnows too. You know, be, be prepared, be ready, and enjoy the action. Yeah, you are. The water temperature is good. The leeches aren't balling up like they were at the very beginning and everything. They've been doing real good with the warmer water. They love to move around and everything. Underneath that uh, bobber, don't fish more than six inches off the bottom is what we've always had great luck. And we're talking fish 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 fish a day with these techniques. You know, walleyes are bottom feeders. Stay close to the bottom. You'll be catching them. There you go. Steve Spaniak, Predator Guide Service. Check him out at PredatorGuideService.com. I appreciate the info, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, Brian. Thank you. All right, when we come back, we'll head north for the Up North Report. Jason Freed has got the latest on Leech Lake. Matt Brewer has got Lake Bemidji, Red, and Cats covered, and a whole lot more. When we come back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3, and we head up north for the Up North Report, bringing Matt Brewer with North Country Guide Service in Bemidji. And Matt, uh, here we are. Boy, we, we talked about water temp a lot last week on the show and how things skyrocketed. Well, then we start getting these hot, muggy days that throw in here in the latter part of the week. I'd imagine fishing, things have uh, probably heating up pretty much up by you like they are here. Yeah, fishing's been pretty good. We hit the uh, on the main, main body's water. Um, we hit that magic 64, 65 degrees, and uh, obviously it, it keeps climbing, but uh, but fishing is, is pretty darn good this week and we've got a lot of big stuff happening around here um we're pretty full on guide trips and we've got uh the big knights of columbus tournament going on so a lot of anglers out on bemidji and they're enjoying a lot of fish because um like i said once we reach that that uh that good temperature that magic temperature they the walleyes really started to take off so jigging a shiner uh spot tails if you can get them, and uh, and I've been just working six to ten feet of water. Um, fresh cabbage growth has been kind of uh, the ticket. It's been holding a lot of fish, um, but if your lake doesn't have a lot of cabbage growth yet, you're gonna you're gonna find them on those sand flats. And you mentioned that's Lake Bemidji where you're at, and it's going to be pretty busy there. Uh, a lot of the other lakes around you get pretty busy as well. Are things starting to slow down on Red Lake, Matt, or is it still pretty crazy up there? I Actually, oddly enough, I heard a report um, from someone the other day who was, they were on their way up, and I talked to them at the bait shop, and, and uh, I said, oh, you know, it must be, must be really fun heading up there, and he said that he's he's been going up most of the time when he goes fishing. He runs up to Red, and he said that he's had two really tough days. Like one day they only caught three fish, and another day they only caught five or something, and they were there all day. So 
there have been some tough days, and I think it's you know you got to be on the right pot of fish, and and even a lake that is that jam packed with hungry walleyes, if you're uh, you know if you, if you're just missing the schools, you're just missing the schools. So it can it can happen even on a on a lake where uh, where the fish seem to be like fishing in a barrel. So. And you opened up on Cass. Uh, since then, have you uh, heard some pretty consistent reports there? Yeah, it's still been good, and I've actually had to back out there a couple times on guide trips, and, and the fishing's been uh, pretty darn good, and I don't expect that to fall off until we see you know, a, some sort of major hatch or, or uh, maybe an algae bloom or something like that. But, but if we have days like, uh, like we did this past Thursday and, uh, and Friday, it's, it's not going to take long for that algae to bloom and, and those, uh, those bugs to hatch. We haven't seen anything major yet, but um, the hot, muggy days, they, they bring them on quick. You know, bass anglers are really happy right now, Matt. They love to see these water temps get up there. Uh, How has that been up by you? Fantastic. And I've been lucky enough, fortunate enough to have uh, some anglers that have been wanting to chase some smallmouth around. And and uh, you know me from all the years of talking, I, I love me some smallmouth. So <laughs> those trips are, are absolutely a blast, a nice break away from the walleyes. And I've had some people wanting to chase crappies, too, because we've got some you know, obviously really big crappies in the area, and, and uh, they're pretty uh, pretty susceptible to, to anglers catching them right now, um, being either on beds or, or up in the reed stack. Uh, so if people who are going out, make sure you're practicing selective harvest. You're not, you know, taking too many fish out of there. Uh, throw back the big males and, and most of the females again. Um, but that's been a lot of fun, too. Um, been fun sorting through big numbers of crappies and seeing some really big ones come through it's good to have options one last thing matt uh we talked to steve earlier in the show out of malax he had a pretty good uh, opener for muskies i know you've got a lot of great musky lakes up by you and you like to go chase those around from time to time when you get a chance to do it uh, did you talk to any musky anglers with any success up there i haven't talked to anybody but i um, obviously saw the the internet uh, blowing up with musky pictures over the opener, and and even today I I saw some pictures of of some really good numbers, like multiple fish days, um, multiple fish weekends. Uh, seems like the the muskies have kind of taken off a little earlier this year than than normal. But I think I say that every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I I always remember when I was younger, like if you could catch a muskie on opener, if you could catch one all weekend, you were doing pretty darn good. But um, Nowadays, it seems like it's pretty normal to, to be catching them. Um, they're they're not as as difficult to catch. I, I don't know if I'm aging myself, and you know, water temperatures were obviously a little a little cooler back then. But um, but yeah, I've seen some really good reports, and I can't wait to get out and chase them. But I I've been I don't even know which way is left right now, so <laughs> <laughs> so I won't have a chance to chase them probably for a couple weeks. But hopefully, they're uh, they're still biting. You know, it's funny you mentioned that about, uh, you know, an opener always always kind of slow. I remember when we first started doing the show, maybe 15 years here coming up in December, but uh, we really didn't even talk muskies on the show until September, October, even in early November. The last five or six years, and Steve Sapaniak and I were talking about this last week, uh, we talk about the opener now almost like we talk about the walleye opener because anglers have been having so much success early season. And uh, Steve really didn't have a reason for that. Is there any theory on your part, Matt, as to why that is? 
I don't know. I mean, you know, if you think about it, even even with the the trend of of water temps um, being generally higher overall, um, you're still going through the cycle of, of water temps changing. So, um, you know, musky opener, the, the water temps are usually right around this this temp every single year, and and they even were, you know, back in early 2000s I, I remember many openers walleye temps or the water temps during walleye opener would be you know 62 63 degrees and you'd hope for 65 degrees by june 5th and and uh you know it's kind of been that way forever but something has changed obviously um better numbers maybe um you know there's been a lot of stocking efforts that have gone on over the past 20 years and and maybe some of those fish are just of of size that uh that they're willing to eat a little more readily, and I, I, I guess I could theorize forever, but <laughs> none of them will probably be accurate. But um, you know, popularity of musky fishing. There's more anglers out. People, people are getting smarter and figuring out. Um, no, it's not that people are getting smarter. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe they're getting uh, uh, more. Uh, they're learning more about about the musky itself um, and tactics and maybe tackle is getting better equipment is surely getting better so who knows um but but it it is something that's very noticeable i mean in in the years we've been doing the show i i don't ever remember talking about musky opener until the last few years and and when we talk about it the last few years it's you know it's always pretty good yeah a strange thing so we'll continue to monitor that as we head through the season that's matt brewer north country guide service in bemidji you can check matt out at northcountryguides.com i appreciate it buddy good stuff as always and we will talk to you soon sounds good and we head up to leech lake and bring in jason freed with leisure outdoor adventures and of course jason always keeping a very close eye on that big body of water for us and here we are uh, jason had some really high temps uh, the last part of the week, which I'm sure skyrocketed some of the water temps. Leach, I'm sure, no different than any of our other lakes. Yeah, you know, I've been uh, out on the water here today, and I've seen anywhere from 66 all the way up to 72 degrees. So, I mean, we went from, seemed like we went from March, April weather to summer weather just in a matter of about three, four days. So things are definitely changing on the lake, and a lot of that has to do with the water temps. And as that happens, we're definitely starting to hit that uh, summer transition period been pretty good fishing um you know it's one of those times of year i know i mentioned it a couple weeks ago about you know you got to kind of have the whole kitchen sink with you and, and uh because you know the walleyes are you know from one day you'll catch them on jig in the middle and the next day it's a night crawler on a windy rig and the next day it's a spinner rig and and so you really got to kind of have everything prepared this time of year because that's what the fish are starting to migrate out to but yet the it is why i would tell people like, if you're going to fish on a leech uh, you know, the best times of year are going to be May, June, and then obviously back into the fall. So this is the, this is the time of year to be up on Leech if you can get up here. Any certain part of the lake that's uh, better than the other right now, Jason? You know, it's, uh, it's really been scattered. I mean, you know, there's been different uh, bites going on in different parts of the lake, and that's kind of the other fun thing. You know, you get over on the southeast end of the lake, uh, a lot of the fish are starting to migrate out into, you know, 15 to 18, 20 feet of water, anywhere where there's some mud and, and rocks area where there's been some bug hatches. So... Um, you get out on that part of the lake, it's been pretty decent there. Uh, you get up into Portage Bay, uh, you know, up in some of the cabbage uh, that's up in Portage. In those areas, there, there's more of a weed bite that's going on up there, whereas on the west end of the lake, it's more just sand break lines that are out in anywhere from 12 to 16 feet of water, um, you know, along some sand grass and weed edges there as well. So it's been kind of an interesting bite. You know, there's even a still a shallow bite. 
six to eight feet of water on the on the right days and the right conditions. So you know it's uh, it's kind of a fun deal because there's kind of a you know if you're one of those people, there's a different way to fish for everybody, and uh, you can come up to Leech right now if you like to troll. You can probably catch walleyes if you like to cast jigs and do that. You can catch walleyes and if you like the Lindy rig, you can do that. Slip bobber. Um, all, all different kinds of ways. So that kind of makes it for a fun way to be fishing right now. That's for sure. Are you seeing a lot of bass anglers up out there as well? Uh, yeah, there's been a couple tournaments up here. I, uh, it sounds like uh, weight's been pretty good. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of smallmouth getting caught as well on the lake. Uh, that population is really starting to explode out here, and I think it's going to be a good thing for the lake uh, to have a really nice, substantial smallmouth population for people to go out and fish for. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the bass are on their beds. Uh, a lot of them, especially the largemouth, uh, I haven't, you know, done a whole lot of smallmouth fishing. I've just kind of seen people catching them. But, um, you know, I've been hearing a lot of that as well within the area. A lot of the area lakes, smallies and the largemouth are hitting their beds. And, uh, you know, for some people, that's a, that's a fun time to fish because you can really really sight fish them and, and do some different things. So for some other people, they don't like doing that. They like to let them do their thing. So it's more of a preference thing. But, yeah, definitely the time of year where uh, bass fishing can be phenomenal. And then one last thing, Jason. Uh, we had the muskie opener last week. And it was really amazing to me just looking on Facebook and talking to Steve earlier in the show that how the the muskie opener now has become pretty big when we really didn't talk muskie fishing until September, October, early November. Leech is a really good muskie lake. Have you heard anything there? You know, it's uh, Leech is a lot of the local guys who are big muskie anglers will tell you that Leech is kind of a, a bear early in the year, but I think it's because a lot of guys just uh, understand it's a different kind of bite, you know, and uh, a lot of guys like to throw bucktails, and they like to you know, really turn and burn and, and be super aggressive and fast. And you know, this is the time of year where those fish are coming off spawn. They're not super aggressive. And so one of the best ways to be catching muskies this time of year is trolling. And that's a pretty common bite throughout this whole area up here, whether it's Cass, Plantagenet, Leech, uh, many other lakes. It's just trolling big baits, um, you know, depth raiders, jakes, different things like that. Uh, and it's just been it's just about covering water and then finding active fish and looking for bait because what happens those fish come in and spawn and then they slide out to deeper water oftentimes and, uh, and they'll suspend or they'll, or they'll come out off of weed edges and such. So, yeah, I mean, I, I saw a few that were caught last weekend and, um, you know, I think the guys who are pretty avid muskie anglers kind of got the program dialed in and, uh, and are catching a few here and there. But it's, it's as the you know, leech goes, the rule of thumb is as we get into July, that's when things really start to heat up. There you go. Jason Freed, Leisure Outdoor Adventures. You can check him out, leisureoutdooradventures.com and all over social media as well. I appreciate it, buddy. Good stuff as always, and we will check in next week, okay? Sounds good. Thanks, Brian. All right. When we come back, we're going to switch gears to hunting. Brent Beimer with Beimer Outdoors Archery Pro Shop will drop by. It's food plot season, so we'll see what hunters are putting into the ground when we come back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Take a little break from uh, talking fishing and talk a little hunting with Brent Beimert with Beimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shop. Brent and I have been playing a long, drawn-out uh, game of phone tag here this past week, and so we're able to finally hook up. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you doing? Doing well, actually. Looking forward to a uh, great weekend. Weather has really been cooperating. This is really, Brent, prime time for people to, if they want to get food plots in. Now is the time. Now's the time. You know, we had a slow, drawn-out cold spring, and the, um, the ground temp didn't get up for quite a while. So a lot of things, you know, there's a lot of seeds that require a warmer ground temp, but now all the temperatures are there, and, um, 
everything should be ready to go. You know, we've had a lot of rain too. So that, um, some of my food plots are still pretty soggy and, and wet. So I got to wait a little bit, get them dried out some and, and, uh, but otherwise, now's the time to get things turned over and get some seed in the ground. What is, you know, you and I have talked about a variety of different things that you like to put in the ground. There's always new stuff that's coming out. There's stuff that's been proven that works. Uh, what is the hot thing that people are putting in the ground right now? Oh, there's a variety. You know, there's uh, the wall hanger premium uh, perennial blend from uh, Frigid Forage. Um, it's got alfalfa, chicory, clovers. And then for the first year, you'll get turnips, radishes brassicas and stuff um and then the following years you'll get the the alfalfa and the clovers to come back so that one's going in the ground now um big and beastie brassicas is another one from frigid forage um that's a really popular blend and that's full of uh purple top turnips and radishes and just a variety of things there's kale in it and uh it's a really nice smorgasbord for them um but that's going to be you know, mid to later June here that we'll be putting that in the ground, but we're not very far away from it. So Monster Magnet's another one that can go in the ground now, um, really high in protein, and uh, it's got peas and soybeans and sunflowers and makes a nice, uh, really nice food plot. I don't think I'd ever thought I'd see the day when I would hear deer eating kale. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They like it. (laughs) That's strange. You know, it's funny because, I mean, that was like the hot thing for all, you know, where they just got to eat kale, got to eat kale. Now now we're feeding it to deer. (laughs) Now we're feeding it to deer, give them protein. (laughs) Um, Whitetail, Imperial Whitetail, they made a new blend. It's called a Conceal. Um, And basically you can create bedding areas, screens, funnels, et cetera, with it. It's similar on the lines of the plot screen. It doesn't get quite as big and or as tall as the plot screen will that we've talked about in the past, where if you want the deer not to see out and the neighbors not to see in, it's a really good uh, um, way to uh, help the deer feel a little bit more secure to come out earlier into the food plots. But if somebody's looking to create some bedding areas, this new Conceal is a, is a neat product from Imperial Whitetail. So there's some things to check out, and obviously you guys are fully stocked with everything people need to put food plots in, Brent. Yeah, we got uh, Imperial Whitetail blends. Um, we have uh, Frigid Forage. We have uh, just a bunch of radishes, turnips, different things. I mean, we got a big variety of different stuff. And it's starting to fly off the shelf, so guys are, are, are uh, getting geared up and starting to put it in the ground. Do you guys do rental equipment as well? Yeah, a little bit. Um, problem is, is I have a bearing up on one of mine, and... It is uh, taking me forever to find that bearing. So as of right now, we don't. But, you know, uh, Tiller from General Rental or something really gets the plots turned over good. So you can point them in the right direction there. there. So. Right on. Yep. Cool. Uh, one thing, Brent, that is interesting, and, and we touched on this, uh, I believe it was last week, and we're going to be talking about it, you know, probably throughout in going into the fall, is with the CWD detection here north of Merrifield in Crow Wing County, Food plots and stuff that you can put out to feed deer, that has changed. What can you tell us on that front? Well, it's pretty much you can't feed them anything. Protein blocks, salt blocks, you can't have none of that in the woods for the deer, which normally this time of the year we have them in the woods, and um, it's a great place to, to hang a camera and watch the antler development and different things like that through the summer and because uh, deer really you know, bucks especially, really hit the salt block or that protein block and, and minerals and different things. And 
as of right now, uh, most of this area, we can't put it on the ground. So um, person's just going to have to hang a camera on the food plot and hope for the best there. But it was really a nice way to be able to watch the antler development through the year. Right? Uh, but like I say, right now we can't do it. So everything has got to be completely natural. Planted in the ground. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, you know, it, it, this really isn't the necessary time when people really start thinking about bow hunting, but it's not a bad time, Brent, to, you know, start sharpening your shooting skills and all of that stuff. Uh, you guys can, you've got ranges out there at Bymert Outdoors, so if people want to hone their shooting skills, now's a good time to do it. Yep, they can come out and shoot inside if it's raining or, or uh, outside. we got long range as well. They can come out and shoot long range out back and, and uh you know, sometimes it's pretty hot out there uh, this weekend, but, um, you know, sometimes you get those cooler mornings or evenings in June yet where July tends to be a scorcher. So um, it is good practice just to hunt or shoot all year long to get ready for that hunting season. And you guys have got uh, some bows there. People are looking to upgrade right now. would not be a bad time to do that. It would be a great time to do that. Um, when we come out of that, it was kind of a slow spring, just that, rainy cold miserable weather and uh it was kind of a, a slow spring so we got a bunch of bows in stock um we're ready to to put them in uh new hands and and get them shooting straight so uh along with the new crossbows that are on the market we have uh, all the mission line we got the new 10 points we got the new raven r26 which is just a micro uh crossbow it's just unreal how small they're making uh, these crossbows now but they shoot with such knockdown power and range, that's the amazing thing to me. Yes, they are unbelievably accurate. I mean, I mean, they're shooting targets to a hundred yards. Um, you know, I don't recommend shooting a deer that far away with them, but they are capable of uh, being deadly at a hundred yards. Yeah. So there you go. That's Brent Beimert, Beimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shop. Check them out just west of Brainerd Baxter on Highway 210, just a few minutes west, and then uh, on Facebook as well. Brent, I appreciate it. It's glad we could finally hook up and talk for a little bit. We've both been so super busy, but uh, I'm sure we'll have you on here sporadically throughout the summer and then definitely into the fall. Sounds good, Brian. Thanks. More of Brandard Outdoors after this on B93.3. Time for our famished fisherman recipe here on Brainerd Outdoors. As always, we bring in Chef Joel, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon in Baxter for another fantastic recipe. This one, we're going the Greek route this week, uh, Joel. We're going to do a Greek salad and then top it with a uh, pan-fried walleye filet. So Greek salad, this is what we're going to do is we're going to make our own Greek dressing. It's kind of the awesome part of the Greek salad. Um, we're going to start with some chopped garlic, some dried oregano, a little bit of olive oil, a little bit of red wine vinegar, Toss that in the food processor, whip it up real good. You guys don't really need to use a food processor. Just whip it up in a bowl. A little bit of lemon zest, juice the lemon in there. Let that sit to the side. Start making our salad up, I guess. Take, uh, you know, you could use spinach, you could use romaine, iceberg, any kind of lettuce you like, even a mixture of all three of those would be good. Add in a little bit of red onions, some sliced grape tomatoes, black olives, feta cheese. Toss it all together in a bowl. A little bit of our homemade dressing. Add our pan-fried walleye. So for the walleye, we're going to take some breadcrumbs, a little bit of garlic pepper, and some fresh parsley, and we're going to dredge our walleye fillets into that breadcrumb mixture. Coat them real nice and evenly on both sides. Toss them to a hot skillet with a little bit of, little bit of oil or butter, either way you go. Three to four minutes on each side till it's nice and golden brown, flakes apart, top it over your salad. 
One silly question on this. If you did not, if you want to just use the salad dressing as like a tartar sauce type of thing, could you do that? Yeah, that would be excellent over top of a little bit of, over the walleye. So if you weren't a salad person, but maybe wanted to, you know, have a different side with it, like, you know, some sort of vegetable or something like that, you could use the, the salad dressing. as Yeah, definitely. I go with some, you know, fresh, uh, fresh steamed veggies. You know, some broccoli and zucchini or something, and a little bit of dressing over top of the walleye. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, so it's interchangeable. Interchangeable. <laughs> there you go. Well, if you want to give it a try, uh, by all means, head to our website, BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com. Just click on the recipes tab, and there's a ton of them there for you to try, including this one, Greek salad with uh, pan-fried walleye. Joel, great job as always, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Excellent. Thanks, Brian. And that will wrap up this week's show. Don't forget, you can catch Brainerd Outdoors just after 7, Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at 7, Monday mornings at 5. You can stream the show live if you're out of town or away from your radio at BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com. And we are all over the podcast networks. Wherever you download podcasts, search Brainerd Outdoors Radio. We just ask you give us a nice like and review. We'll see you next weekend for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors. I'm Brian Moon. Brainerd Outdoors has been brought to you by The Power Lodge. SCR Northern, Thielen Meats, Tracker Boating Center, Vimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Liebax Marine in Isle, SW Bait and Tackle, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Freedom Firearms, Newman Construction, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, Your Ice Castle Dealer in Pine River, Crow Wing Recycling, Canvas Tech, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, SPR Motorsports and Marine, and by Radco, Your Truck Accessory Pros. Join Brian Moon Saturday mornings at 7, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5, right here on B93.3.